Greetings, greetings, greetings. All is truly and indeed a blessing. Eshu Alekwana, Kosi Wari, Awo Onlo Utuni Iwo, Ada Afan Bo Osi, O Bakalami Itani Ebo, Onilio Aban, Eshu. Eshu is the respected elder who flogs, confronts, and uncovers fools that one versed in mysteries uses truth to own you. He causes scatter to feed poverty. O Batala shakes rascals to have sacrifice. The owner of warnings is the one who is Eshu. Aboru aboye aboshishe ashe. Divine, all blessed, peace and love, joy and prosperity, elevation, revelation, revelations and manifestation. We are now sitting live and always in archive at your leisure and convenience with the Divine Prince. House of the Divine Prince, Thai Potions, and Hoodoo Central, sharing with you in all things spiritual, mystical, metaphysical, cosmic, evolutionary, revolutionary, healing, and holistic from a Pan-African Hoodoo world spiritualist perspective, understanding that all is truly and indeed a blessing. If we can just see beyond the veil, or it's all just an illusion and a test and one of the greatest divine mysteries of this life cycle. This is my constant prayer, my mantra, affirmation, reverberation, reiteration, and it is my ever-living reality. And it's crucial to the very foundation of my inner standing, my teaching, my walk, my works, my demonstration along this divine, all-blessed life path and journey. It is how I, the divine prince, make sense out of all that we're challenged with here on Mother Father Earth. And it is my personal place of beginning. It is the place where I realize and crystallize all my endeavors. I and I alone create and co-create my divine destiny. And I and I alone create and co-create my divine, all-blessed reality. And so it is. I say, oh, I say, today is Tuesday, March 12th, 2020, and I am emanating and vibrating with you and for you, live, virtually, verbally, cosmically, quantum universally from this working temple of the House of the Divine Prince, Psy Potions, Hoodoo Central, in this legendary, beautiful, most enchanted city in America, New Orleans, Louisiana, the land of my ancestors and those who came before me along this spiritualist hoodoo, obey a life path and journey, passing down the great obvious stick along with the knowledge of the life-giving, healing herbs, roots, plants, rituals, spirits, and minerals. I'm always humbled, honored, grateful for those who do show up here with me at high noon time in the middle of your day to be a part of the circle of gods and goddesses, to be a part of this sacred space. And then always in clarifying the sacred space, reestablishing the sacred space, we acknowledge the ancestors and those that came before us. And it's not just some lofty, unseen, unknown ancestors. We indeed build relationships with our ancestors. They are present. We eat, they eat. We drink, they drink. As we would live, so too shall they continue 
to live on in us and through us. So your ancestors are ever present, ever relevant in any and every endeavor. But we also acknowledge the powers of the day. We acknowledge Papa Lepa. We acknowledge Eshu. We acknowledge he who holds the key. She who opens and closes all doors. We also acknowledge those great cleansing and purifying and, and, and powers that bring us the elixir of life, that bring us water, that, that bring us amniotic fluid, that, that bring us all the various forms of liquid here as it manifests on Mother Father Earth. And, and so we acknowledge Oshin, we acknowledge Yemiyayam, and of course we acknowledge Olokun, who, who holds the mysteries if you will, the, the very secret, if you will, at the bottom of the sea. That that's more than metaphor. For indeed you can't pass through the gates of Orisha without Yemiya, without Olokun, without the great mysteries. And indeed without Papa opening and closing the door. Once upon a time, I always, greetings everyone that I haven't acknowledged individually yet. Um, once upon a time, I opened the show every day, every day, with the prayer, with the mantra, with the greeting to Eshu. I have to go back. <laughs> because let's be clear. Yes, I come, I share, I give, I offer but we transcend spirit in this space. Papa Lake, I can't be capped. You can't put no top on Papa Lake, but you can't put no controls on Papa Lake. You can't put limitations on Papa Lake. And that's why we say divine trickster. That's why we accept the rhetoric and the propaganda and the documentation that suggests he's a trickster. But I've said it hundreds of times. No, it's about ego. It's about ego. Eshu never sets out to trip anybody up. Eshu never sets out to push anybody down. Ego. Ego. And my godchildren, and and even those who've gotten readings from me, know that I say it at least once, twice, in in, in any given session, speaks in a soft, still voice. God speaks in a soft, still voice. And so, too, does the spirit of divination. We have to be quiet. We have to speak still. We have to be willing to hear. We have to be willing to listen. We have to be willing to be open to hearing the voice of destiny. That's why we seek guidance. That's why we seek elders. That's why we do all this fasting, prayer, and meditation, and and, and repetitive motion and learning to train our, our bodies to be still and, and allow the spirit to grow, uh, allow the spirit to soar. And if it's never been, if, if it's not clear to you, if it's never been clear to you, that's my only reason to be. That's it. That's my only reason to, to be. This doesn't make me famous. This doesn't make me rich. This doesn't make me younger. This doesn't make me healthier. This takes out a chunk out of my day. Kiana told y'all, this takes out a major chunk out of my day. Hours before I come into the show, 
hours after I come out of the show. And then there's the questions, the comments, the requests, the instructions that are never ending from those who are actively involved in this practice, actively involved in this tradition. I'm not, I'm not here to entertain you. I'm a professional entertainer. I get paid for that. I'm not here to entertain you. I'm not here to entertain humor. or to, It might be humorous. It might be entertaining. It might be fun. It might be a great experience. But I'm a truth teller since day one. I was brought up in this by, by truth tellers, okay? I was brought up by the truth terrorist, Queenie Fama, in this. So, Lepa, ain't no silence in Lepa. Ain't no putting a hat on Lepa. And, and Lepa will speak where he will, to whom he will. Old man, little boy, Lepa will speak to whom he will. And Lepa shows up at the crossroads, which is where the work is done. You know, I check the weather. I get up every day and I check the weather and what's happening. And people are, are, are really planning to open up on Friday. Some parts of the country already open up. And again, I ask, you know, what ritual you work in on Corona? What spell you work in? You know, um, I heard tell that your spells weren't working because you weren't documenting it. Man, that sounds ironically similar to something that I would say, that if you aren't documenting, recording, taking notes, keeping track of your processes, you have no process. You're just throwing something random out there at it, if you have no process. But I dare say your work is not working because you have no magic. You have no spirit, no connection to spirit. I grew up in the traditions of spiritualism, grew up in it. Black spiritualist church, voodoo, hoodoo, root work, conjure. Ultimately, as I got older, a teen, Ifa, a con, airway, I've been exposed to a lot. I'm not occupying this space on my good looks. I'm not that cute. I'm not occupying this space on my snappy wit and, and, and my great humor. I'm not that humorous. I'm not that entertaining. I'm occupying this space on my knowledge, on my wisdom, on that which I have manifest and demonstrated, not just for me, but for others. And anytime you invite the ancestors in, it's, it's no whole bar. It's no whole bar. My godchildren already know this. You stepping off into the road and the ancestors see the 18 well looks coming, they will push you to the curb. They will push you down. And, and we've gotten in a place in this culture that, I don't know, we like to learn the hard way. We have to learn the hard way. We set ourselves up to learn the hard way. We set ourselves up to, to hit our head, to bump our butt, to, to fall down and have to get up again, you know. And, and the truth is, the shortest distance between two points is a straight line. 
shortest distance is a straight line. Jin gin will feed you. Demons will feed you. They'll meet your every need. As long as they keep you blind, as long as they keep you immature, as long as they can keep you ignorant. Oh, I'm not talking about co-and-tell. I'm talking about gin right now. I'm talking about demons <laughs> right now that are feeding this frenzy of black wisdom, that are feeding this frenzy of, of OBA men and women and voodoo practitioners and, and overnight root workers. Y'all, listen, that dream I shared with you yesterday, that was real. That was real. I went back and re-listened to and re-watched the show at least twice. I might have bad. At, at least twice. And I'm grateful for those of you who did the same. I'm absolutely grateful for those of you who did the same. Um, nothing more. <laughs> nothing more. I invite you to... Um, Come on in with your questions, comments, and requests at area code 845 277 9143. Area code 845 277 9143. When you're ready with your question, comment, or request, please press number one on your keypad. I'll be more than happy to unmute the mic and bring you into the conversation. Area code 734. Greetings, 734. Welcome. Your mic is open. Who's calling and where are you calling from? Eric Code 734, did you have a question or a comment? Your mic is open. All right, I'm going to move on. Thank you for calling in. Um, Press the number one if you have a question, if you have a comment. And that's why I opened your mic. I'll come back to you momentarily, all of the blessings. I welcome everybody to call in at 845-277-9143 with your reading requests, questions, and or comments. But let me tell you, listen, it's on my Psychic World profile. It's on my Psychic World profile. If you are not ready to hear the truth, I might not be the reader for you. I might not be the practitioner for you. Uh, I am not. I am not a hippie from the '60s. I'm not a flower child, you know. I, I, I'm not some astrologer, master extraordinaire. I'm a voodoo priest. I'm a voodoo priest, and within the realms of voodoo, trance possession, divination—that's our hallmark. That's where I have my standing, <laughs> is in my divination. A lot has been said about me. A, a lot has been said about me. But no, one thing that is in question is my reading ability. My reading ability. And a real reader is, is willing to risk looking wrong in the moment. If you believe what you see, sometimes what you see, or sometimes what you hear, sometimes what spirit is telling you, the person that's sitting in front of you is not prepared to hear. It's not prepared to hear. Especially when we start delving into the meat of spirituality and religion, morality, integrity. Oh, I know. Y'all just want the, the, the 
quick fix magic and the hurt your enemies, you know, magic and the, and the buying your boyfriend and your girlfriend magic. I, I get that. We'll, we'll do a little bit of that later. Not. I'm about what's real. This ain't Disneyland magic. <laughs> this ain't Halloween magic. You know, this is our life. This is our very way of being. This is why I get up in the morning. This is why I lie down at night when I have the opportunity to do so. And so I am going to allow Legba to have his face. You can't, you can't cap Legba. You can't cap Legba. And, and, and my Orisha romance community, oh, y'all have such a lovely, fluffy relationship with the Orisha. And it just don't rest on anything that's real. It just don't rest on anything that's true. You know, look at our cousins. Look at our Nigerians. Look at our Ghanaians. Look at Cameroon. Look at Ivory Coast. We're talking about people dealing with life on life's terms. On life's terms. These, these traditions were not about the pettiness that the witchcraft of today has, has made it out to be, has given it the look of. This, this has never been about wealth. That's the, that's the prosperity ministry. This has never been about greed. Those are your charlatan fortune tellers. This has never been about popularity. This has always been about revolution, revival, truth, liberation, freedom, freedom. I welcome you all. Thank you so much, um, Kiona. Thank you. Because <laughs> I, I thank you. I appreciate it. Um, Keisha Smith, greetings, beloved. Thank you so much for being with us. Um, Mercer, thank you so much for your presence and being here with us today. I welcome each and every one of you. I do invite your questions, your comments, your requests at area code. Like the child in me just woke up. I was ready to start playing all of a sudden. Okay, and and I like that. I, I I like to hear you say that. I like the feel of that. I like the truth in that. And that's really the truth in these traditions because you can't do anything without your without your ancestors, and then you can't step forward into the role. You can't step into the role of life without leg bump. So that thing that people fear the most, it's, it's right there. It's right there at the door. And, and I get it. Listen, I, I, I do many websites. I, I get all kinds of emails every morning. I, I know it's all about, you know, flowers and, and bees and, and butterflies and, and the feel-good message of the day. And, you know, I, I, I get that. I get that. And, and there's a place for that. I, I offer that. But when we step into that 
square of divination. I'm I'm not in control. I'm not in control. And and let me tell y'all a little secret about me. I don't get a whole lot of reading. Really, I don't. There's nobody out there on any site who can ever say that they read me. And the reason for that is I'm on my path. I'm on my journey. I'm doing my work. I'm doing my work. And when I need divination, I go to my elders. I go to those who are before me, ahead of me, down the road, if you will. Most of my friends in my peer group are 70, 80 years old. Healthy individuals, too, by the way. Um, But I'm constantly in that state of learning. I'm constantly in that state of growth. And so that, that's, that's my vortex. I talked about my name uh, a few weeks back, meaning fate, F-A-T-E. When, when you step into that vortex, you're stepping right into, into fate, right into fate. I'm not going to pull your leg. I'm not going to steer you wrong. But I'm certainly not, I don't have time for shenanigans. I don't have time for shenanigans. And, and I'm very clear about how I work because I'm working from something that's well established. I'm not going along as I go. I'm not evolving my practice as I go. I am passing on, operating in the framework that was given to me and, and to my ancestors and to your ancestors. That's it. That's it. Y'all can do flips, cartwheels. I'm not in competition with none of that. Entertaining. I'm, I'm cute. I watch some of y'all. I get a key key sometimes early in the day. But don't call it voodoo. Don't call it voodoo. I got one buddy all of 24 years old, Keona. <laughs> all of 24 years old, but he, he's the master magician in his mind, you know, and um, he's operating under the label of Haitian voodoo, and there's nothing Haitian or voodoo about his platform. It's all witchcraft. It's it's primarily witchcraft. And so you all have got to get clear. Now, listen, if you want to do witchcraft, go right ahead. But that's not ATR. That's not ATR. But you're welcome, just like you have the freedom and the rights to, to go back to work if you choose. You have the freedom and the right to going out to the mall now if you want to. You, you got the freedom and the right to going out to the restaurants right now if you want to. And, and my city, my state is not moving forward until Friday. And, and even that's going to be limited. But as for me, in my house, not moving, not going anywhere. No virus disappears overnight. No complication disappears overnight. No work is done overnight. I'm amazed at, you know, I got godchildren that's been with me five years, 10 years, 15 years. Seen a lot. I've seen a lot in terms of homework. I've seen a lot in terms of people's approach to the assignment, if you will, um, within ATR. Nobody does it overnight. Nobody. (laughs) 
And all of a sudden, you know, it's um, an hour has passed. Okay, I'm done. What's the next thing? No, you, you haven't even done the first thing. We aren't even rooted in the first thing, the first thing. And for us, Africans born in America, it, it goes right back to lineage. It goes right back to lineage. Many of us have no idea who we are, no idea who our parents were, who our great our grandparents were, who our great grandparents were, who our ancestors are. And we ride the wave. I've seen the wave. You know, one one decade it was comedic. The, the next decade it's Hebrew Israelite. The, the next decade it's Islamic. You know, I've I've seen the wave. You know, once upon a time it was Rasta. You know, and and, and dreadlocks almost guaranteed some level of consciousness. Not anymore. Not anymore. Everybody got dreads. Everybody doing it, all kind of stuff today, dreads. Color and cut and style and shave and, and all of that's cute. All of that's cute. But we cannot confuse what's cute, what's popular, what look good, what sound good on the surface with truth and, and doing the work and getting the work done. And I've said for years, not just today, not just this week, I got an archive of shows now. I've been saying for years, where's your footprint? Where's your footprint? You can't operate in this legitimately, not in this century, without a footprint. The the idea of secrecy, okay, 1700, we had to be secret. You could be killed if you weren't secret. 1800, 1900. Okay, maybe the old lady down at the end of the road kind of, and of course there was no technology. But her neighbors knew. Her clientele knew. The people who she worked with successfully knew. And that information traveled the community. You, you were well established. Now today... I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear I'm keeping it low. I, I don't want to keep. I don't want to hear what I just do. You know, no. You dibbling, dabbling. You're pretending to be just like when you play church. Now you playing voodoo. Now you playing voodoo. Now you playing root worker and, and astrology. And speaking of astrology, um. I was looking at the calendar earlier today and Mercury that controls our, our communication. You know, we often talk about Mercury and retrograde and Mercury is in Gemini and Mercury enters cancer Thursday, May 28th. So, so Mercury will be in Gemini up until that point. I like to look at Gemini like the Ebeji. I like to look at Gemini like the divine twin. I like to look at Gemini like polarity. And I hold world, I hold polarity, I hold sense of vibration and, and, and positioning in the world has been greatly altered in the last 90 days. For all of us, for all of us, for all of us. And so I'm here with you to do the work. I'm here with you to do the tough 
work. I'm here with you to address the hard stuff. I'm here with you to address the com- complex and, and complicated stuff. M- one of my taglines, one of my, my mottos is I work difficult, blocked scenarios of every type of endeavor. And if there's a fix to it, if it's a resolution to it, it ain't because I got it out of a book. <laughs> if I read it in a book, okay, it's because I've had to live it. I've had to do it. I've had to walk through it for myself and often with others. Because it's something about my wiring. I, I like to give it to other people. It goes all the way back to childhood. I got to give it away. I got to share it. You know, some of that might come from that whole church background, you know. And so I'm always looking out for the next person, always, 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 especially in the midst of a divination, especially in the midst of, of doing work. And so, you know, I, I ask, how serious are you about this? How serious are you about voodoo, really? How serious are you about voodoo and conjure and Ifa and Lukumi and Santeria and Sanse and Maria Leosa and Apollo? How serious are you really? Really? I'm beyond hiding it. I'm beyond covering it up. I'm beyond masking it, you know, so that it looks pretty for pop culture, so that it looks less frightful for other people. I'm beyond denying the white supremacy and, and the racism that, that many of you are just dripping with. Dripping with. I'm, I'm talking about people of color now. I ain't talking about white people. I'm talking about people of color who are dripping with white supremacy, who are dripping with the, the toxic residue that is racism. And if you don't clean that out, that's why Marine Gonzalez Whipple, they took her to that ocean and, and stripped her naked and, and dunked her. She sort of described it like the most aggressive baptism a person can undergo. Okay, but, but there's so much meaning behind that. Tearing away, getting rid of the old mindset, the old thinking. You can't tuck it away and hide it. You can't now paint it up and and, and Put patchouli and, and, and chamomile flowers on it. You know, a pile of shit still smell like a pile of shit. A pile of mess is still going to be a pile of mess if you don't clean it up. If you don't address the work, if you don't get to root, the root of the problem. That's why people are doing work and not seeing no results. You're not a real practitioner. You're not trained. You're paying attention to these really popularized social media uh, comics, <laughs> comics and entertainers who are trying to express. I don't even know what they're trying to express to you because it ain't hoodoo. It's it's not hoodoo. It's 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 almost never anything close to that. But but it's what we've been taught. It's what we've been programmed for. It's what we see in the Botanica. And so it's got to have some relativity to it. It's got to be real. You know, it, it's, it, uh, maybe I'm just not doing it right. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, Fitness Girl Fun. 
dreams um, become the seed. Yeah, it, you have to be a student for life. Uh, you have to. I don't care, Ianifa, Mambo, Hogan, Babalao, minister, evangelist, bishop. You are a student for life if you are authentic to this, if you seriously walking into this, you know? Oh, my God, the, I got close to 20 books just at my feet right now. Just that I have to go in and out of every day, just in the course of doing my work, doing some kind of study, doing some kind of comparison, you know, getting some kind of background to, to whatever scenario I might be, be faced with. But understand, and, and listen, I know what it sounds like to some of you. I know what it looks like to some of you. And I have nothing but love and respect for Louisa Tesh, for um, Marion Gonzalez Whipla for, for Mason, for many of the, the authors who have brought us this information, who have painted us this picture, who have created a, a visual, if you will, for us to sort of look back at or, or to look into along this journey of, of self-discovery. But why not go to the source? Go to the source. Ignore the, the West African Nigerian scam foolishness. Just just ignore that. But why not go back to the source? Why not study the source? Why not read their books? Why not understand their interpretation? Particularly if we're trying to piece something together that we claim was broken, was dismantled by way of, of, of the middle passage. And we had someone a few days back that asked about um who do occultism was one, but someone else asked about um, iconology and 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 why in their in their words they're seeing you know the, the white and the European and the Eurocentric and the Italian and, and the Spanish iconology. I describe that as a code. I describe that as a language. I know there's shadism in the community. There's racism in our community. There's still the light skin, dark skin thing that, that permeates our community. I understand many people outside our community, white folks, don't, don't know what that is. Can't even imagine what that is. Asian, Hispanic, now Hispanic, anyone who's gone through the middle passage, anyone who's been touched by that direct footprint of, of slavery knows what shadism is, knows what the brown paper with the bag test is, knows about the light skin dark skin thing. But when we're talking about archaeology, history, study, information, who's writing our books and from where are, are they drawing their sources, their resources? That's, that's studying, reading the fine print, investigating the glossary and the index and, and all that little small stuff that be on the pages. Where are they pulling their references from? And, and by all means, what is the position of the author in the telling of the story? There's some very popular books out there about voodoo that are very negative, that are very racial and racist, that still invoke the lies about Marie Laveau and sex orgies on the bayou and, and all kind of just madness that 
mirrors now today's idea of what sex magic is. You know, your whole you, you do understand yoni eggs, your ancestors wouldn't know nothing about a yoni egg. Your ancestors wouldn't know nothing about no Florida water. Your ancestors wouldn't have known nothing, you know, about no sage bundles. I mean, come on. This stuff, if anything, is witchcraft. It's not voodoo. It's not African. It's not in, indigenous. Because the indigenous folks wouldn't have need no sage bundles. Have you been out west? Have you been to Arizona, Nevada, Utah? <laughs> Y'all understand the sage just, it's out there. Just just out there. Just naturally, fields of it. But we're killing it. Particularly the variety of white sage that's often used in these bundles. It, it's going extinct because of that commercial propaganda. I've got my own white sage right now in full bloom in the backyard. <laughs> I got my own purple sage. I got my own pineapple sage that, that I can pull from, that I can cook with, that I can juice with, that I can uh, add to my potions, my lotions, and, and, and work into my crafts. I, I don't need no commercial store-bought. Damn, how much do they cost? $10 a, a bundle? You know, to, to, to further the depletion of nature. And it ain't no booty without nature. You, you can't operate in this without being conscious of nature. You can't. You can't have a relationship with, with, with a, a goat, a pig, a horse, a cow, a chicken, your plants, your herbs, your trees. You, you've got to build relationships. You know? Um, thank you, Keona. Fitness girl, um, what do you mean by native? I'm missing something. Aibobo, Empress, uh, Liberation. Greetings, beloved. Um, help me out, fitness fun girl. What do you mean by native? I'm not seeing the question. All I'm seeing is natives with the, with the question mark behind it. I don't particularly care for the word native. Unless you're talking about native to New Orleans or native to Chicago or native to D.C. But when we're looking at um, culture, indigenous people, um, native is sort of a outdated racial white supremacist terminology. So I'm not sure what the question is. I know, hopefully, who used, who, where did the natives come from, though, fun girl? Help me out. Did I say that? Where, where did the word natives come into this conversation? That's, that's where I'm stuck at. Yeah, indigenous people. Yeah, they would not have needed um, sage bundles. You know, what, what we once called Native Americans, we kind of now know better. What they went with a sage bundle? What they going to do with a sage bundle? Seriously. Seriously. All of that, and I said it time and again, is a product of Botanica commercialism. Botanica did not grow up, sprout up in relationship with the tradition. Botanica came as a result of people actively practicing and operating within the traditions or what they believed to be the traditions and then needing somewhere to go and buy their supplies. Most supplies 
we make, most supplies we harvest, most. And, of course, I don't do pottery and I don't do porcelain. And Okay, so that I might have to buy. You know, I, I don't do metalwork. So, so I might have to buy, you know, and, and, and purchase, you know. But in terms of the, the roots, the herbs, the recipes, the washes, the applications, that's, that's something you should be creating from scratch. That's something you should be creating directly from nature and not necessarily buying in the store. Um, many of you uh, are buying oils. Do you even know what's in that oil bottle? Would you know the difference between, you know, olive oil with a little food color in it versus something that's truly uh, produced from some myrrh or, or, or any essential botanical, essential oil? And we talked the other day about fragrance oils. A lot of what we wear in terms of fragrance oils is not real. It's chemically produced to smell real, just like they can create chemicals that taste like a certain thing. Like butter, for instance, movie theater butter is not real. We know that's a that's a chemical mix that tastes like butter. It, it's meant to heighten butter, <laughs> you know, but it's not real butter. So um, we've got to regain control of our culture, of our practice, of even what we use and utilize. Um, a great deal of my supplies supplies I order either from Africa that which I can't make and or produce from the Latin community. You know, Cubans, Puerto Ricanos, you know, they often have the more legitimate access to some of the stuff that we that we by all means use. But but a lot of what you commonly see, especially at these these botanicas that are going up overnight on, on Instagram and on Twitter and they're basically ordering wholesale candles, wholesale bundles of sage, wholesale generic stuff that don't really have anything to do with real booty. That doesn't have anything to do with the real practice. Yes, absolutely indigenous people use sage. My point was indigenous people didn't use sage bundles. Why? Why would they have taken the time to make cotton Weave it into strings, wrap wrap their bundles. Why why would they ha- ever have a need to do that? And if you look at any indigenous ph- photography, because there is some indigenous photography from the late eighteen hundreds, just follow the progression of photographic technology, black and white. You know the big camera thingy with a flash that would blow off smoke you know, and, and then migrate up into to where we are now, you don't see indigenous people with no sage bundles. You might see them with a conch shell or some other natural um, containment or, 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 or a branch of the product. But even once you start burning a sage bundle, which almost everybody in this room has done, what happens within 10 minutes? Your cotton rope is gone, okay? The little cute string that's holding your little bundle together is gone. And then you're doing what with it? Now here, 
Nile and the Tanner was just, uh, Nile and um, the Traitor was just here this morning, too. Now, we are going to take that bundle, crumble it, or break it off, and put it directly into a burner, into a pot, in, into a shell. Our indigenous people would not have used sun sage bundles. Even, okay, we, we, we got North America. Look at Egypt. Look at Mesopotamia. We're talking about places that carved their practice into stone, that chiseled their practice into rock. Now, we see all kind of burners, censers and incense burners and whatnot. We, we don't see no sage bundles. Okay? We don't see no sage bundles. We don't see no little label bottles of oil. Um, even our seven-day candle is an is a evolution in technology and, and availability. But I still use oil lamps. And, and some of us believe you can't really work hoodoo, conjure root work with, with wax candles because there's a process that takes place with the oil. In the oil lamps, okay, that, again, is lost from your botanical knowledge. It's lost from your Orisha romance knowledge. And, and so some things, it ain't even occurred to you. And once it does occur to you, people pick it up. They, they, okay, I'm going to see an Instagram photo of oil lamp in the next six hours. So somebody going to post a picture of an oil lamp. And it's going to be the direct response to this conversation we have. <laughs> okay? So fitness girl, um, I think he only helped me to get your question together. Um, yeah, they would have absolutely burned, and not just sage either. They, they would have burned a whole lot more than just sage. That, that's being influenced by pop culture. Pop culture often follows the dollar. Capitalism, how can we sell this? How can we market this? You know, they, well, we like Rihanna, so we'll put Rihanna in the clothes. We'll put Rihanna in the accoutrements. We'll put Rihanna in the, in the jewelry and the accessories and then let her influence you to buy it. And, and everything don't look good on everybody, <laughs> you know. Everything don't work for, and it's not meant to work for everybody. Now, how much sage did Asia burn? How much sage did Ethiopia burn, really? How much sage did Egypt burn, really? And so it, it's a North American appropriation. And let's be clear, we're right here where the white sage grows. I just told you, Arizona, Nevada, Utah. Get in your car and, and, and take a highway drive to, to Vegas or to California. And, and just stop and see what's around you. Salt, that big salt lake and, and, and all the dust bunnies flying in, 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 in the wind. Did you know? But sage, wild sage everywhere, 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 everywhere. Everywhere, but we're going to make somebody's botanica successful, prosperous, while we sort of mimic truth, go through the motions of truth, put on the outer cover, the outer garment of truth. Welcome, welcome. Please, my number is 845-277-9143. Don't be scared. Don't be scared now. Come on, y'all. Don't be scared. 
Call me with your questions, your comments, and your requests. I'm just going to keep it real, okay? I'm just going to keep it real. Um, but I welcome your questions, your comments, your requests. Do press the number one at 845-277-9143, and I'll be more than happy to mute your mic and bring you into the conversation. Um, if you don't have questions, comments, and requests, I will talk, and I will keep it moving forward. Greetings, Justice. Thank you so much. Um, Jenny, thank you so much for being present. I certainly appreciate you, Neophyte Volcour Tourist. Thank you all for showing up here with me on Revolutionary. Revolutionary Hoodoo, New Orleans Voodoo Secrets and Recipes. It's in the name. It's in the theme. It's in the brand. It's in, it's in my voice. It's in my style. It's in my demonstration. It's all about why I'm here. It's all about what I do. <laughs> so <clears throat> let's, um, <laughs> yes, let's uh, come forward with your questions. Your if you're in the chat, uh, 219, I'm coming to you next. If you're in the chat, you can put your questions in all capital letters. Uh, Keona might put a question mark behind it, and that'll make it easier for me. to. Um, Erico 219, who's calling and where are you calling from? Oh, this is Fitness Girlfriend. This is who? Fitness Girlfriend. <laughs> Greetings, beloved. How can I assist you? Yeah, I was calling because I had a question on um, pregnancy and herbs. Okay, now, what's your question? It depends on the nature of your question. Um. Well, what are some good herbs to help with fertility? There are all kind of herbs that one can take and use for fertility. Now, mm-hmm. I'm going to say no psychic, no spiritualist, no voodoo practitioner can give you medical information. So if there's something going on uh-huh. with you, see your doctor. Make make sure that anything medical is addressed, but there are all kind of herbs that we can take that that assist the body, purifying mm-hmm. the blood, in your blood, making sure that you have the, the proper amount of um, nutrients and and iron and and other substances in your system. Um, so I would definitely start there. I would take a good detox. You um, consider taking any kind of herb therapy. Um, one of my herb specialists, um, mahogany herbs, says that if you're trying to start an herb regimen or you're trying to take herbs and you're expecting them to affect you, make a difference, and you haven't cleansed and you haven't purged and you're still eating meat and the dead carcasses of animals, the must and, and, and the pus and mucus of cows and chickens <clears throat> and artificial synthesized products, then, then you can't expect any herb is going to have some magical effect to sort of bring balance. So make sure you detox, make sure you've looked at what else you're putting in your body along with the herbs. And of course, if you're on any kind of medication, make sure you check the doctor before you try any any herbal regimen. 
because that could also subsequently um, interfere with the metallic breakdown or activity of that of that medication. And particularly if we're talking about fertility meds and any other kind of uh, medication that your doctor might subscribe to you based on what might be going on with you. But aloe vera, one, is a great herb in terms of just not just pregnancy, but overall. It's also great for keeping the body moist and lubricated, and, and, and it helps us to hold in um, our nutrients, uh, our, our water intake, um, the other things that break down in our body that are good for us to keep it from just rushing right through us. Aloe vera is a great, great start. Familiar with a product like, um, oh, what do they call those products? Like Metamucil, for instance, which is this drink that you mix up and, and it's giving you fiber. Um, have you ever thought about what is in that? What is the fiber? What is the, the product that makes, you know, those those products work? And so they, they use several herb substances to include aloe vera. And the herb set up and form like a gel in, in your body. And, and that's why products like Metamucil. So aloe vera, aloe vera juice can be very beneficial to someone who's um, um, looking at pregnancy. Um, anise is another one that, that's good for strengthening the blood, um, making sure that uh, things are flowing in balance in terms of, of, of the iron and, and the other nutrients that, that we need in our blood to be in balance. Um, are you still with me? I can't hear you. Give me a second to pull my switchboard back up. Okay. Are you still with me? Yeah, you're still with me. Okay. Yes, I'm still with you. You're still here. Um, when is your birthday? Uh, July 11th, 1991. Yeah, you, you definitely need to see your physician, find out what's going with going on with you. Um, I'm well, not I know, I know that they told me that I had um, cysts on my ovaries, so they told me that if it grew, that I, they would recommend surgery. So I don't know. Yeah, that sounded like a question, and then right after you said, so, I don't know. So I know from what I've heard and what I've experienced, not personally, but in my family, members of my family, um, you, you should follow the advice of the doctor. Having, having the cyst removed is not going to necessarily prevent you from pregnancy, unless they come out mm-hmm. removing, you know, your entire uterus. That would be a whole other thing. But I'm not right. confident. And I'm sure you understand just giving out a random list of herbs that you could use to sort of increase your fertility on air uh, and, and, and not be involved in what's going on with you medically. And it's not just you, mm-hmm. but then the people who might be listening to me, who might then take that advice and go and run with it. Um, so I, I need mm-hmm. you to be careful. Um, the cysts are there for a reason. And so I would look at what's going on in your blood. What are you eating? Okay. But I just said, detox. You might need a really good detox. 
you know, and, and get some of the stuff out of you. Uh, the average American male has five pounds of undigested red meat in their, in their body, in, in their intestines. So just imagine a woman, and sometimes women can hold a little bit more, uh, more weight, and so you've got to look at what you are eating, what you have been eating, in terms of how it's showing up, if you will, with these with these fits. Um, there are also herbs that can reduce inflammation, reduce swelling, uh, re- reduce other symptoms that could be associated um, with what's going on with the fits. Um, we underestimate the power of fruits and vegetables, like apple, for instance. I would eat mm-hmm. more apple. I would eat a lot more apple. Um, there's a reason that we used to say an apple away keeps the doctor away. And, and there are certain mm-hmm. um, nutrients in, that, in, the, in the peel of the apple, in, in the redness in the apple, but also in the meat of the apple that are very beneficial for you and to you. Um, and, and if you can't eat a whole bunch of apples, then get a good juicer. You know, and and juice up apples, cucumber, spinach. Spinach is also good in terms of um, giving you the the correct iron, the correct nutrients, creating the correct balance in your body that can further uh, not just pregnancy but healing. Uh, Green leafy Mm -hmm. vegetables. Green leafy vegetables. Uh, The average American does not eat nearly enough green leafy vegetables. And, again, there are things like beta carotene and, and other um, vitamins and nutrients healing and, and, and helpful in our green spinach, you know, um, kale. Um, if you've never looked into seaweed, I would look at seaweed, spirulina. But more importantly, beloved, I would cut back on the meat. I really would. Okay. I really would. Now, listen, you didn't give me all that information. But as an empath, I can, I can tell, I can tell. So you might want to look at what you're eating, get with a, a, a nutritionist and, 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 and take that approach. Even before you just focus in on, on a handful of um, herbs that you expect to sort of um, assist you. Because until mm-hmm. you address um, what might be preventing you from, from getting pregnant, um, you may not get the result that you see. Um, and, and I haven't heard you say that it's the cyst that has prevented you from getting pregnant. In fact, I haven't heard you say that anything prevented you from getting pregnant. You, you just introduced the fact that you had cysts into the conversation. So have you been trying well, to get pregnant? Well, I just introduced that because that's the only, you know, when I went to the doctor, that's what they told me as far as, like, what was going on down there and now everything else is fine. But, you know, I have always tried and it's just nothing ever happened to no avail. So, you know, I just always wonder why. And as far as my diet, like I don't eat pork. I haven't eaten pork in over 10 years. I probably could cut back on the um, red meat, but I don't eat a lot of red meat. I eat mostly like chicken and, you know, but think of the amount of, of hormones. But think about the amount of hormones that are in chicken. Think about the right. amount of growth products that are in chicken. They put a lot of stuff in our meat. I'm not trying to spook nobody, 
But they put a lot of stuff in our meat so that it's fresh looking and pink looking mm-hmm. and healthy looking by the time it, it, it makes it to, you know, your table. I, I would I would be careful about that. Um, and again, I'm not a, a doctor, so I'm not about to tell you mm-hmm. what you should not do, but I would really seriously consider that. Um, my elders would suggest that. Um, one in particular, Adama Aleji out of Atlanta, Georgia. Um, that's the first thing she's going to ask you is, are you vegan? Are you vegetarian? What are you eating? Mm-hmm. What, are you, what are you putting in your body? Um, how much walnuts do you eat? Um, people don't eat walnuts like they used to. Um, there's just so many other black pepper. How much black pepper do you do you eat? Um, black pepper. You know what? Very- it's funny you say that about the walnuts because um, my grandmother she used to eat like a lot of walnuts, and she had 14 kids. So it's crazy you mentioned the walnuts. Our diets in the West have become so <laughs> specialized and reduced to just primarily what we like, what what we favor. Uh-huh. And it's not always the healthiest thing. You know, there are people out there listening to us who eat meat and potatoes, meat and potatoes. They don't get a lot of green leafy vegetables. They don't eat a lot of walnuts. You know, they, they don't eat almonds and, and things of that sort. And, and this is what's missing from our modern diet. Uh, blackberries, mm-hmm. black, black fruit um, also would be very beneficial for you in terms of uh, pregnancy. And, and, and keeping your, your womb healthy to, to receive a child. But um, you're welcome to always send me an email if you like, but I'm, I'm going to say exactly what I said right here on air. Um, with okay, your doctor. thank you. So I'm here for you, beloved. You can stay with me if you'd like. Um, I'm not going to close anybody's. Mike, who's already on the phone with me. Um, but if you are not okay. with me, you can always call me at area code 845-277-9143, 845-277-9143. When you are ready with your question, comment, or request, do press the number one. On your telephone keypad, this will alert me if there's a caller in queue, and I will open your mic and bring you into the conversation. And, of course, um, my last caller, um, you said your name was Cindy, right? You could always jump in if you have another question or comment. Well, I have something to say. This is Kiana. Go ahead, Kiana. Yesterday was interesting, and I watched back the archive. But it was more so to prove a point that Spirit has been trying to show you and also other people, but they're using you as a vessel. 30-plus people come on this live every day, and it's a handful of us that interact. So yesterday, to go into a divination and laugh in the the face of spirit, to show no regard, to cut off and interrupt, shows that a lot of people come on this platform to test and compare their self initiation, practices, and ignorances. They can't do that. That is very, very disrespectful. You have to be vouched for in both realms. In both realms. You can't even walk through the street 
without people really knowing who you are, if you're trying to really make a make a move and make a make a impact, people have to know who you are. And then they come and then they take. It's a give and take in life. Nothing is for free. You have to respect life, respect the voodoo, ancestors sees all. We have to get real about this thing. This is life or death. This is literally life or death for me. It's life or death for me and for many people that I work with each and every day. And and if you're conscious, like many of you in this room are, you know, neophyte vocal tourists and and, and, and hoodoo occultism and, and empress liberation, then you know how serious this really is. And at the root of it, for fear of sound like a broken record, is mental health. I, I have to keep coming back to mental health. It has everything to do with, with our demonstration right now in the world. And not just black people, but Americans and how we're viewed in the world. We see ourselves as being sort of superior and, and the best country and the land of the, the free and the home of the brave. And, and few people really have heard someone else's opinion about who we are, whether it be the Nigerian, the Ghanaian, the, the German, the, 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 the Parisianer, you know, the rest of the world has a very different take on who and what Americans are. And, and it's not always good. It's not always healthy. It's not always positive. You know, we have these stories of the young hip hop artists or the, the young a uh, 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 rock star, you know, getting in, in an entanglement with the law in some of these countries, going to jail in some of these countries, tearing up the hotel room in some of these countries, you know. So, so as Americans, we we're not the most balanced people all the time, and and we're very self-centered and very selfish in a toxic way. And and let me say this. Now, now, some of you in this room have uh, have heard me say this a million times. And, and yes, Keona, I did. I went back and listened twice. And I stuck to my usual script when it comes to my ace. I said, aces are the most selfish card in the deck. You're, you're aces. It's not about toxic. It's about negative. It's about self-care, self-awareness. Self-preservation. I said it several times. Several times. The idea that I judge you as selfish came to you. Didn't come to me. And that, and that's not the wording that I used when spirit was speaking that on the table. But but like you said, Kiona, once that energy got in, the whole everything shifted. The whole room shifted you know, to, to sort of respond to that energy. And that's why I talked about, as I often do, demons, jinn, that, that attached itself to us, particularly those of us who are curious about these, these occult-like sciences and practices, but refuse to acknowledge leadership, refuse to acknowledge those who came before, and refuse to acknowledge those who 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 laid the way. And, and it's so much more involved in this. So much more. So much more. 
So I, I hear you, beloved. I, my goal today was to not really talk about that. <laughs> but I guess. Well, um, no, Spirit <laughs> told me to say something. So you know me. Spirit told me to say something because it was more or less of, of people coming to, to compare what they're doing because they want to be instant spiritualists. But uh, rebellion is a spirit of witchcraft. You have to succumb and submit to submit submit to something, right? And so, yeah. well, what I want to say, and I'm going to um, move on, is people people who come on this platform don't even really know you. When you're amongst authentic spiritualists outside of a talk show, they don't talk that much. Spiritualists are not flashy. Spiritualists don't talk about how much they have. Don't let these mega church pastors fool you. There's nothing glamorous about this path. It is blo- the universe responds to in tears, not Louis Vuitton, Gucci, and and your diamonds. And it ain't just these. The the pastors that you reference is a mindset that we carry on even though we claim we've left church. But you now see that same demonstration coming from these overnight root workers and conjurers. And I'm trying not to call out anybody specifically, but one is Haitian, tries to represent himself as Haitian. I want to say he's all of 25 years old. He he might be 30, maybe, but but, but he's very young in look and demonstration and what he talks about. And, and he's extremely popular, you know, extremely popular. Um, there, there's a female, same thing, how, how to fix it, how to bind it, how to tie it up, how to control it, how to force its will to do what you want. That ain't voodoo. That's witchcraft. That's not voodoo. That's not ATR. Character, Iwa Pele, balance, character, morality, integrity, the root of Ifa, at the root of voodoo, at the root of West African tradition. And, and the notion that we don't have a book, which ain't true either. We don't have a Bible, so therefore there are no rules. That's a Western notion. That's a Western notion. I can mix it up. I can dabble a little bit in this and dabble a little bit in that. And I ask all the time, do your mama know you're a witch? Do your grandmama know you're a witch? How out in the open are you really? What what you try and convince us in these spaces that you are. Like Keona said, that's really an act of I want to convince you. And if I can get somebody like you who's already got a name, who's already on TV, who's already documented to then verify and vouch for your power, then you off and running, right? Not on my watch. Not on my watch, not on my show. I have got children that are ready to read other people. One of them be in this room a lot. So so I'm not going to call his name because all y'all going to do is Parasitic, yeah. But when I'm being in this room a lot, that brother's ready to read. That brother got shrines. That brother got altars that will blow your hair back. But he's not trying to read. He's not trying to be a leader. He's trying to get his own life 
together. He's trying to get his own act together. I've got children that intuition is on point, on point. Almost every divination we do is about confirmation. It's laid out. It's mapped. It's written. And not only do I have it in my documents, but you have it in your documents, too. Because I start every question, every, every uh, consultation with, it is necessary that you document and record. Document and record. Just like in this space, everything I'm saying is being recorded. Everything I'm saying is going in archives. Everything I'm saying can then be pulled back out at some future point in reference, right? So like Keona just said, you, you can't work in this. Not in modern times, not since 1980, can you work in this at all without a name, without a footprint, without a, without a presence? And it's not that hard to find out what you were doing 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, depending on your age. That's why some of you hate for your family to be on your social media. Some of you block your mama from accessing social media. Block all your church friends from, from accessing your social media. Or you set up these odd identities, you know, so you can go out into the virtual world and do and represent and say all this stuff that you would never say in my face, that you would never say and do out in the real world. Uh, there's a battle going on in, in Ghana, not Ghana, Nigeria right now. Uh, between uh, the root worker and the prophet T.B. Joshua. Some of y'all are familiar with prophet T.B. Joshua. He's actually very wealthy, very successful evangelical preacher uh, over in Nigeria. Prophet T.B. Joshua reveals uh, what happened after coronavirus. So he gives this sort of prediction of, of what's going to happen to people, for people, of course, it's always for, you know, the people of God and, and, and the people in, in, in his church and in his ministry. But what further caught my eye is he's being challenged by a indigenous root doctor, root worker, to a, a, a public spiritual battle. And this battle is to take place in his church. In Prophet T.B. Joshua's church I'm trying to find That article What did I do with it Oh no I hope I didn't lose it It was on the front page of Najee News yesterday Najee N-A-I-J-A News.com So it's all the news coming out of uh, Nigeria In particular and if you pay attention to West African news, they like salacious, dramatic, oh, here it is, um, types of uh, posting. Who's sleeping with what? Who's doing who? So you see these witches and, and witch doctors and, and practitioners show up in the news all the time. So the battle is not with T.D. With, with T. Jacobs. Uh, I got my names mixed up. The battle is between Prophet Odumeji. Prophet Odumeji is in trouble with Aaron Dizugu, who is a native doctor. 
and they basically have uh, agreed to a to a challenge to see whose power is better, better, whose magic is greater, whose ability to to pr- pr- produce and manifest the power of God is better. Prophet Chukwum Emeka Ohana Ibere is the spiritual director of Mountain of Holy Ghost Intervention Delivery Ministry, World Miracle Center, alias Land of Freedom, and Paracoma Sun is about to be settled as a very popular native doctor. And the son of late Paracoma is set to engage the controversial um, and Anabra prophet. Anabra is is his people, is his ethnic group, and so they're now in, in popular media, in, in news media, sort of going back and forth about about their powers, about their magic, uh, about their abilities. And, it, and it's sort of similar to something I threw out the other day. Where are the root workers now in terms of battling coronavirus, in terms of battling poverty, in terms of battling racism, in terms of uh, battling uh, uh, the, the, the murder and slaughter and lynching, you know, of, of young black men, you know, in the street? Where are your root workers now? Where are your root workers now? I've wanted to organize for years, a team of legitimate practitioners to go after such things, politics, injustices in the culture, injustices in society. But y'all worried about love and friendship. Y'all too worried about petty stuff. Y'all too worried about gaining control over your haters. You know? And there's so much work out here to be done. Uh, can I talk about Dr. John Nola Voodoo? Um, now, let's be clear. You, you don't mean Dr. John's uh, uh, most recently passed on uh, performer. Um, Dr. John, the most recent Dr. John was a magician, was a musician, a singer, a performer who had voodoo elements attached to his name. Voodoo elements attached to his stage presence. Uh, even in his own words, um, he's not Dr. John because he's a elevated voodoo practitioner, a voodoo practitioner. Um, he, he thought it was a great name. Uh, now, the Dr. John that goes back to the time of Marie Laveau is different. We often focus in on Marie Laveau. This was around Marie Laveau. Who would Marie Laveau have shared her knowledge with? Who would her peers have been? And so Dr. John is buried in St. Louis Cemetery, number one, the same cemetery as uh, as Marie Laveau, uh, in, in a very different part of the cemetery. But some of us know where that is because it looks, even today, it still looks very voodoo. Um, and so we acknowledge him as one of the elders, as one of the ancestors who actually passed down the tradition of voodoo, even unto Marie Laveau and her contemporaries. Um, he was a slave. He was a, he was a black slave, you know, who healed and provided medical services. You all know we, we didn't have medical services. There were no doctors 
for the black people. There were no doctors for the slaves. Um, and so we had to have doulas and midwives and, and Dr. John and Uncle Tom and, and, and Mother Mar- Martin and, and all these various elders in our community who acquired their reputation, their position through practice, you know. And, and so in doing it, the name spreads, the reputation spreads. Um, people be at my door at 2, 3, 4 o'clock in the morning. That's not a joke. Uh, ask Geronimo. Ask not in the Trey Tour. <laughs> two, two of my most. Hello. Is a call coming in on your phone? Hello. Yeah. So, um, Dr. John, um, little understood, little talked about. Yeah, you're right. He taught Marie Laveau. He had a great deal to what. Marie Laveau knew and understood about hoodoo, voodoo, and conjure. Many people erroneously believe that she, again, got it from Haiti. Marie Laveau ain't never lived in Haiti. <laughs> so she, she didn't get her voodoo from Haiti. Haitian Revolution greatly influenced voodoo here, first in that it brought fear to the white man. Fear. And that fear of voodoo is what created your black codes. It's what created your Jim Crow laws. It's what created your, your inability to move around with liberty as, as, a, as a dark-skinned person in America. The fear of voodoo, fear that voodoo ignited the Haitian Revolution, the fear that voodoo empowered the enslaved Africans in the Haitian Revolution, and they didn't want that to happen here. So they limited our ability to gather, limited our ability to learn to read, limited our ability to, to perform music out loud and out, out in the public um, in order to prevent what they thought was our gaining power. And empowerment through that revolutionary voodoo that took place in Haiti, the, the block came on leading up to the, to the revolution. Um, yeah, but that was uh, that was great to uh, bring up. Dr. John influenced greatly who and what Marie Laveau was and ultimately became. Um, much of what we know and understand of her today has been corrupted by book authors um, and and imagination, you know. Yes, um, Mercer Baron, where are the healers? Where are the practitioners? And why aren't they coming out publicly and doing it? Are they quick to tell you, you know, they're helping people hit the lotto? They, they quick to tell you they they fixed in marriages and relationships? I asked again, where's that footprint? Where that, where that written down at? Where's that documented? I have a documented footprint, Okay. I have a documented footprint. On every site that I've ever been on, these commercial sites, people leave comments and ratings. But people also can leave them in your, in your Google business. People can also leave them in your LinkedIn. People can also leave them in, in the Better Business Bureau. But if you are doing this as a hobby out of your backpack on your lunch break, you're not a practitioner. 
that's like a doctor, you know, a, a gynecologist who, who's doing gynecological work out of a backpack on her lunch break with, with no license, with no certification, with no office, with no practice space. I mean, it's just too many things that, you know, we put together if we want to buy a Coke or Pepsi. But somehow we, we throw all caution, all rationale, all of what makes sense out the window when it comes to what belongs to us, when, when it comes to this voodoo. And it's okay for everybody to do it. It ain't okay for everybody to be an imam. It ain't okay for everybody to be no priest. It, it ain't okay for everybody to be no, no, no bishop. You got to walk some steps and, and climb some, some mountains and take some courses to do that. But root work, conjure, hoodoo, oh, we, we self-title, we self-label ourselves overnight after having read one or two powerful books. Gonzalez Whippler has that effect on you. You know, it, it makes you want to do something. It makes you want to change, change your life, change your direction. But even in the telling of her story, she had guidance, she had elders, she had godparents, she had people who walked her into the practice. And, and your guidance and your godparents can't be your girlfriend, your boyfriend that's two years younger than you, that's, that's a year older than you, that barely know what they're doing in this tradition. That's, that's not, come on now, that's not guidance, that's not instruction. You know, I would dare not, dare not have an elder my age over me. It's just, mm-mm, mm-mm. I call my mama first. Hell, I call my daddy first. And you know I don't even like my daddy. Before I would call my, my girlfriend and expect her knowledge to be to the same level as an expert, as a professional as an elder. That's why you chatted up with your girlfriend. That's why you chatted up with your homie. Y'all not discussing real business, real talk, real issues, especially in our community, because we know black folks don't see no doctors. Black folks don't like no psychologists, psychiatrists. Black folks might go to church on Sunday, but they ain't about to, to book no consultation with the pastor. You know, when it comes to how they live in, what they doing. So I'm black, just like you. I come from the bricks, just like you. I come out of the community, just like you. I see you. This ain't Jerry Springer. <laughs> you don't know me. You don't know me. You don't know me. You know how you used to do on Jerry Springer. I don't need to know you. We all black. We all come from the same place. We, we all live under the same conditions. And so what you know, it shows up. What you know shows up. What you understand shows up in your demonstration. It shows up. <laughs> Greetings, Ross. Thank you, everyone, uh, for being present, for your comments, your questions, your love, your support. Come on now. Let's, let's, get, let's get some reads going. Don't be scared. <laughs> Don't be scared. I'm only going to tell you the truth, but, but don't be scared. Area code 917. Greetings calling. Where are you calling from? 
Greetings, beloved. This is Dia Dia Nunez from Denver, Colorado. Greetings, greetings. How can I help you today, beloved? I just wanted to say how much I love you, and I'm glad that I'm able to stay home and to finally watch you live. And um, thank you for keeping it old school, because a lot of people in this generation, many generations, think that they can read a book and do certain things. You have to have elders, and I have many. So thank you for saying the things that you're saying, um, because it is very, very important and to me. Being initiated is being an activist and working for the people. So I just love you so much, and I just I'm grateful. Thank you. Thank you. I'm grateful for you. Um, how's Denver? You know, I used to live in Denver once upon a time. Uh, I lived in Capitol Hill. But the energy here um, is is heavy. Um, I mean, that's the only way I can really describe it. I throw every day like I've been doing for almost 20 years. Um, to go outside, it is extremely heavy here. Um, just like I would imagine that it's heavy everywhere else. I mean, people are on this fear frequency. But I stay in in my hermit mode. I'm a, You know, I keep to myself. I just deal with my elders in New York and Miami and check up on them and I just stay in ritual and prayer with the ancestors in Orisha. Yamaya's my mother, Shango's my father, so I just I keep it moving and I make sure that I protect my family because I'm like the spiritual head of my blood family. And, you know, I just do my thing. I like to stay in my lane. I don't like to be all out there in the mix because I'm I'm almost fifty years old. I'm old school. I get what I have to get and I come home. And I stay in ritual and stay close to, you know, like I said, the ancestors in Odisha. That's what I do. Yes, give thanks. And and if I can ask you, please, uh, just for my audience, how often do you work with your ancestors? I stay with Egun every single day and sometimes twice a day. I wake up and I take a spiritual bath and, you know, when I'm reading – uh, I come home and I take another bath because I'm out in the public. When I'm home, it's just once a day. Um, that is a must. So I, I, my, I live this. You know what I'm saying? I put my head to the full to the floor to ifa. You know what I'm saying? Every day. So like when people are like, oh, I, I just read a book and I sit with Egun every other. I don't understand that language. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I live this, and so. This is something that you live. It's a part of your blood. Um, I mean, that's the only way that I can really describe it. I can't describe it any other way. I talk to my elders every other day like they're my parents. I stay close to the hive. (laughs) You understand what I'm saying? Because without the ancestors, we do not exist. We have to give them reverence. They keep us safe. They make sure that we're taken care of. Um, that they keep our minds straight and things of this nature. I play no games with that. No, 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 sir. I agree. And and I appreciate you, beloved. You you have no idea, Eya. You you made my day. <laughs> that question I asked you was kinda loaded because um it's in the air. Um and I'm working with several new people right now, um, particularly as a re- as it relates to corona. People are now taking the time to do their spirit work. 
Um, and, 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 I, and I have one godchild who, you know, every time we communicate, which is every day, um, I say, let me see your shrine. Let me see your ancestors. You know, and they don't get that if you're doing this for real, it's just like you said. You work in your egg rooms every day. Every day. And not just every few days, you know, within the ritual calendar. Every day. Every day. And that evidence shows up if you know what to look for. And so I, if I don't see no activity on that table, I, I get the question, well, are you follow, are you understanding the document? You know, is it, do I need to break it down? Is it the English? Is it the Yoruba? Is it the airway? Because I'm not seeing no movement. And, and often it's fueled by, you know, what E.I. just said, you know, this, this, things that I can read it in a book, I can pull it up online, you know, oh yeah, I read that, I spent two hours reading that. What? <laughs> what? You know, I got five books and E5 books and Odoo books that I read every day, that I read over and over. An idea of memory, our memories do not compare to the Nigerian memory. So our ability to not only learn a new language, Learn a new practice. Learn a new, and new is a misnomer. It's new to us. It's really who we are. Like she said, it's in your blood. It's, it's really your lineage. But it's new for us because we've spent a lifetime or more under this oppression. And so often that oppression follows you like baggage. And then you carry that oppression into Ifa, into voodoo. And, and this ain't something we just do on Sunday. We don't just gather in the middle of the week for prayer service. You know, this takes action. One of the things that drew me to voodoo in particular was um, the idea that there was something that I could do, that, that I didn't have to wait until the next day. I didn't have to wait until I died. I didn't have to wait until the great by and by to get blessed, to get action, to get response from the spirit realm. And that's what drew me to ATR in the first place. The ability to do something rather than just sit, rather than just be a victim, rather than just let life happen. And there are too many Americans, black and white, who live that way. Well, it's just another day. You got to die of something. You, you, you just got to do what you got to do to keep your bills paid and keep your lights on. You know, some of y'all right now are using that as an excuse to put your lives at risk. And I get it. If you're poor, if you're working class, if you're struggling, I get it. But it's these rich folk that's encouraging y'all and pushing y'all out there in the middle of the road in front of that coming 18 wheeler. Because you can be sure they're not going to be out there. I'm really curious about what's happening in the White House right now. I, I discussed it with my mother because I felt kind of bad. You know, you never want to wish bad things on people or hope bad things happen to people. But, um, man, that that orange man's behavior is just crazy. And now people around him got the virus. Now, if y'all remember, I said a month ago he had the virus. Remember that? Kim, do you remember? I said something wrong with him. Now, now I'm not going to – this is what I said. I'm not going to say – he got the corona, but that man is sick. 
I said it live on air for three days back to back. I want to say the first week in March. The first week in March. And so now it's in his team. It's around him. And, you know, the president's going to have the best doctors, going to have the best medication, going to have the best herbs, going to have the, the best shortcuts. Because, <laughs> you know, so they're not about to let the man die. You know, they, they are going to do what is necessary to keep, to keep him in position and, and, and uh, keep him moving forward. Alan Drea, I don't see no questions. I don't understand when people, especially in a forum format like this, get in their feelings and in their emotions and then start typing assumptions like that. I guess you don't know the answer to my question. What question? What question? I, I don't even see your question. If you haven't noticed, I've been talking for the last hour and 40 minutes, and I rarely have an opportunity to even look at the screen. Unless Kiona brings it to my attention. So what's the question? And should I even respond to your question now after that little shadiness that you felt that you just had to type in the chat? Listen, if I didn't want to answer your question, I would say, uh, beloved, I'm not answering that. I would say, beloved, I'm not about to discuss that with you. I, I certainly wouldn't pretend like I don't see it. Do you know who I am? Are you even paying attention? Oh, my God. Kiona, help me, girl. <laughs> you know, what, what's happening? And I apologize. <laughs> I stepped away for a brief moment. I didn't even see it. But people need to get some respect. Respect is big. And some of you demons on y'all. You think you're being bold. You think you're being aggressive. You think you're being... No, some of y'all got demons. Some of y'all got demons. You went a whole step further and you decided what I was thinking. In this moment, while you see me talking, navigating YouTube, StreamYard, Facebook, Blog Talk Radio, but you assume that, well, I must not know because I didn't respond to you? Listen, if y'all going to do this live on air, we're going to do it live on air. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Listen, okay, I'm have... sorry. I'm sorry. I got the clownness. You cannot have a sm- – and I don't – you probably have to mute my mic, but I'm going to say it anyway. You cannot have a smart mouth and be less than smart. When you use the word – I just saw the question. It was right um, – uh, who do occultism said something. Yeah, at, at 127. When did witch when did witch spell like that? Please help me. And she's Was asking, I sick on this day of school? And she's asking which one is, is strongest. Who do or who the witch? W H I C H. Yeah, I, I see that. I see that. Um, I don't even like the question. I don't even like the question. First of all, we don't use gender. We don't use gender. Hold up, hold We're up, not male up. or female. We are spirit. Hold up, hold up, Kiana, because I, I don't care about that. Let's just address the question. Which one is strongest? That sounds like something that a Westerner 
with little to no connection to ancestors and indigenous spirits at all would ask about which one is more powerful, which one is the strongest. One is no more stronger than the other. One is no more weaker than the other. They are paths. They are paths and traditions. It ain't about which one is more powerful. How powerful are you? That's the question. How powerful, how, which one is more powerful, that demon on your right shoulder or that demon on your, or that angel on your left shoulder? Which one is more powerful? And which one do you pull from? Most of, that, that's the nature of what you just asked me, which is more powerful. Voodoo is a religion. It's an organized religion. Hoodoo is an evolution of that with a little bit of indigenous practice, with a little bit of Catholicism worked in it, with a little bit of witchcraft worked in it. So which one you think is more stronger? My ancestors rule any day, any day, any day. And when I use the word voodoo, beloved, it's all voodoo. Ifa, Akan, Ewe, Igbu, it's all voodoo. It's all voodoo in that in that con in that context. So, okay, I, I responded to your question. Now, now what, girl, Kiona? I'm <laughs> okay. I'm just I'm trying to. You know what? Together. But these are low level. These are low level energies. If if they gonna come to battle, can they send somebody a little bit stronger? Why are they gonna send the weakest link to come to battle? This is not for the thing. We don't play with these spirits around here. Because if you come into battle, y'all, y'all not doing a good job of it at all. Not with me. Not with me. <laughs> There's very few of you all who, who who are even on my level. I'm not talking about power. I'm talking about knowledge. I'm talking about how many books have you really read? How many elders have you sat under? That's a question of somebody who has no connection to ATR at all. Which one is more powerful? That That's a question some 15-year-old white kid who wants to become rock star of the world, that's the kind of question he would ask me. Which one is more powerful and which one can I appropriate? Which one can I bastardize to do my bidding? Is that, is that what you're really asking me? Which one can I control? Which one is more powerful for me to control so that it lines up with where you are? Voodoo don't work that way. You're going to line up with the voodoo. The voodoo ain't going to line up with you. You're going to line up with the voodoo. So if you're a weak spirit, if you're a weak soul, if, if, you're, if your energy ain't even above your second chakra, it's all weak in your hands. Voodoo, hoodoo, obia, it's all weak in your hands. If your constitution ain't right, if your mind ain't right, if your spirit ain't right, and, and, and truth leaks, and, 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 and have you noticed that, Keona, the truth leaks about what people really mean? What people it shows his head. Where they really coming from? It, it leaks. It leaks. Uh, thank you, uh, Keisha Smith. I see you. You always got something really <laughs> provocative to say. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, yeah, you were being rude. I, I yeah. 
Miss Simon, you were being rude. You you assume you assumed something that wasn't even appropriate for what was going on. There's no way I can watch and read a chat that's rolling up constantly and then talk because my camera's over here, my computer's over here. So your energy is still warped. Your premise when did reading good. rainbow go off the air? How can you be smart and you can't even spell? Oh, this is working my nerves. It's S A I D. I'm enjoying it. Okay. <laughs> because you know, this this tells me how worked up people really are about who I am, what I do in this platform. I, I totally get it. I don't lose no sleep over there. I, I, I'm not going to bat an eye when this is done over that. So get out of your feelings because I'm not in my feelings. I'm not in my feelings. You were rude. And it's in writing. It's not like you called in and, and I interpreted it as rude. Everybody in the room is looking at your question in writing. It, it is rude. Okay. <laughs>
because y'all ain't documenting it well enough. No, you ain't documenting it well enough because there ain't no magic going on. There ain't no magic going on. Dude, just indeed. Um, that's why we get no response. My goodness. We're about to lose our phone. You all have something to say. They or say, you can go they say, it did it. Did they say, <laughs> voodoo called me in a dream. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, okay. I'm back. <laughs> yeah, we'd have called them in a dream. You still sleeping. We don't need you to wake right on up. We're going to need you to wake right on up and get with the real authentic. Because uh, guess what? A real is <laughs> rare. It's rare. That's why the real ones come on this platform every day because it's rare to find an authentic. Practitioner, rare. They will tell you to pay them, and you'll get your loved one back in twenty-one days. If he didn't want you today, he's not gonna want you in twenty-one days. He still don't like you. And Just a lot like of the, still with average. And a lot of the real ones that you're talking about, Keona, um, like I said earlier, the show are in their sixties, their seventies, their eighties. They got confidence bullshit. My mama ain't even going to set her stuff up for that. But she might come in and listen to my show every now and then, but she's she not about to set her stuff up to deal with this kind of foolishness. Most people aren't. So the ones that you are finding are those 20-year-old fraudsters, <laughs> those 30-year-old, you know, overnight hoodoo sensation, you know, and that's who, who they're following. That's who they're, they're leading with. And, and the aggression towards me is, and, and I'm going to say it, you want what I have, and I just won't give it to you. They you mad. Are you mad? I just won't give it to you. Are you Are mad? You? Is that what it is? You mad? You work too hard for it. I, I'm making you have to do too much study for it. Yeah. Yeah. You mad because you posted your altar on Facebook and you weren't supposed to do that? Oh, that's what happens, though. But you know what? You have to have haters. If you don't have haters, you're not doing a good job. You're not doing anything. You're not doing anything. And and I often gauge it just by that. When it gets too quiet, I check my style. I check what I'm doing. But this kind of activity... Oh, yeah, I know I'm a target. I've been a target for some time. Uh, this ain't new. Y'all been trying to come for me since January. And <laughs> I'm still here. You done went through a lot of candles and a lot of bullshit, and I'm still here. Still here doing it. You just make sure you're still here and wear your face mask when you go out the house and wash your hands. Greetings, um, Hoodoo Occult Ism. You must be really busy because usually you have a lot to say. So you must be on the trucks today. Um, all we getting the smiley faces from you. But I'm glad that you're with us and you're keeping those uh, that pipeline open in, in Beaumont, Texas, so that nobody has Many it. people still flushing and rushing with this corona. They are still flushing and rushing. I called somebody the other day talking about they're washing their hands with just water. 
and just and just taking the excess water and slinging it off their hands. Uh uh-uh, uh, uh uh. I'm gonna need you to put some soap on that. Lather up, please. Lather. Get in the fingernails. Where, Don't flush and rush. Where was this at? A public bathroom? No, I haven't. I'm saying where I'm at. I, I haven't been outside. Somebody came over here and I caught them washing their hands because I had cooked. Oh, that's the worst kind. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Flushing and rushing. Oh, no, no, no. Don't do that. Coming out of your own bathroom. I hear you. That's worse than the public bathroom. <laughs> I almost choked, almost choked myself out with bleach the other day. It was so, The fumes were so strong in here. Yeah. I almost had to call poison control. I was like, I'm not about to play with this. And they're talking about going outside for what? They Enough people didn't die. They said over a million was going to die. So because the numbers is low, they're going to give it a test run to see how many they can get. No, I'm going to wait for y'all to go outside. I'm going to be here. I'm going to die of natural causes. This corona ain't going to take me out. Kiona, the numbers are already spiking. Now, they might. I said it yesterday. It might not be spiking in your neighborhood or your county or your parish, but look at the town next to to the left of you, to the right of you. This is spiking again. And it's mirroring, first it mirrored Mother's Day. I mean, Easter. And there was a spike. And then you count yep. the days between yep. Easter and Mother's Day, and then and go back again and look. Now we're experiencing the Mother's Day spike, because Mother's Day was just Sunday. So we got at least mm-hmm. 14, 16, well, 14 from today. Yeah, 14 days, 13 days before we now see another spike from those of you who just had to go out for Mother's Day. I've seen the video mm-hmm. of people barbecuing and having a little intimate. Well, we we going to have a little intimate dinner. Okay, but y'all ain't got no mask on. Y'all let air. And so we are going to see another spike. But we're also going to see a much larger spike this time because of the protest and the pushback for yep. release. So give it, uh, what's today's date? The 12th? Um, two weeks. We're going to have a problem. By the end of the month, we're going to have a problem. June 1st is going to roll around, and they're going to readjust the stay-at-home. Watch what I tell you. And for my yep. local <laughs> New Orleans, you know, ours is supposed to be up Friday. Watch what I tell you. They're going to adjust that. They already are. There's no such thing as everything is open up like it once was. No such thing, Keona. No such thing. So even here, they're slowly opening up, but you're supposed to wear a mask. You're supposed to do A, B, and C. And I don't trust most people's hygiene on normal conditions, especially not now. Someone's at my door. Give me a moment, y'all. I will be for it momentarily. I'll be right back. Give me a moment. Do your mama know you do voodoo? Yeah, 
My grandma do voodoo. Magic. Fuck it, now I'm playing with that wound. We just talk the head off a goose. Sister living proof. You can't walk a mile in my shoe. You can't even hang with my crew. I'm just trying to get bigger. Bigger. Staying independent, getting richer. I can't fall victim to the system. Little fool of your killer. Homies trying to knock me out the pistol. I'm just trying to take care of my sister and provide for my brothers. If you play cut, then I'm a cut. I'm heartless. Never love you, but never been a buster. If you ain't from the seats, nigga, fuck it. If Coach that got a problem, I bust it. I've been thinking since I see. I swear I ain't never had shit. Not in no bad ass dick. Mama showed up on the rent. She ain't never know I had a seat. Line ride, can't imagine this. Nigga, knock I done the bench. Really, I'm a bitch if I flint. In that dirty water like I'm flint. With Justin in the tent. Shot a nigga, why would I repent? Pull up on the tooth, I was hit. Fuck it, bro, I'm really in the field really in the By my respect, I'll do a hundred years It is what it is huh. Everything gotta stay concealed I'ma ride till it really ain't no will And if I sign this deal what? I'ma still ride with my steel Never gave a fuck about a meal Now it's handing out the meal God can even feel how I feel no. I can't even drill how I drill oh, Niggas hate me in my hood what? I'm thinking that everything was good fuck Guessing I got shit misunderstood fuck Wish a nigga would what? Refuse to be the nigga saying I could I just wanna make it out the hood. Bro. My grandma do voodoo. Ay. Fuck it, now I'm playing with that woo. Ay. We just talk the head off a goose. She's the living proof. Uh. You can't walk a mile in my shoe. Ay. You can't even hang with my crew. My grandma do voodoo. Ay. Fuck it, now I'm playing with that woo. We just talk the head off a goose. She's the living proof. Uh. You can't walk a mile in my shoe. You can't even gang with my crew. Thank you, I appreciate your patience Of course, once I hit the door, I gotta bleach my hands So thank you so much for your patience and understanding During this challenging season of Corona All is truly and indeed a blessing Give me your questions, your comments, your requests Type them in now in all capital letters here. And, yeah, that's, that's what that was, Hancho Bafurio, Hancho. I, I don't know if I know that song, but I'll check it out. Uh, I'm going to have to locate it. That uh, last song that I played is, is already uploaded onto my, um, onto my uh, switchboard. But um, I'll find it. I'll find it and I'll I'll okay with you. Um, Eric code nine one seven, your mic is still open. Of course, Keon, your mic is still open. We do have some people who are. Can still I say something? Go ahead. Okay, so a lot of people want to work with spirits and not even know how to control those energies, and then a lot of people want to work with hot spirits. Can we please talk about that because? Um, those spirits are they're powerful. And powerful, I don't understand the logic of people wanting to do that. Powerful, aggressive, dangerous. Absolutely. And and I like you know, when when you were talking, I heard you say something else. You didn't say it, but I heard it. And and, and, and I heard you say they wanna control these powerful spirits when they can't control themselves. You haven't even mastered your own heart. 
your own mind, your own body, your own sense of, of, of jealousy, you know, or envy or, or fear. But they want to harness powerful forces, powerful loa. You know, much like the story we read the other day about the young girl who was said to have invoked Lakeba and, and died in the process. You know, we somehow want to capture the strongest thing, the most powerful thing, so that it can then do what? Work some kind of miracle for you or on you or in you or through you or, or around you. That's voodoo. That's voodoo, particularly Haitian voodoo. Trans possession is key to Haitian voodoo. So at some point, Loa is going to pass through your body. But if you can't even handle your body, you can't even handle your own lust. You, you can't even handle your own greed. You can't even handle your own lasciviousness. <laughs> you know, your own gluttony. But we want to control and dominate a power, a demon, a gen. And primarily for low-level, low-grade, earthbound reasons. Not to change the world, not to heal, not to do anything great and, and significant, but to control a man or a woman, to have material possessions and, and, and the fulfillment of that. How many people we know hit the lotto when they're not happy, hit the Powerball, and, and six months later they broke? So if you don't heal from inside out, if you don't heal your mind, your body, your spirit, then any activity in, into these uh, realms of the spirit is just dangerous. And it mimics witchcraft. Because once you start doing your study into what witchcraft really is, it's about binding demons, binding gin, and forcing them to do your will, to do your bid. No gin, no demon can be bound like that without a trick. You're going to pay. You're going to pay. It's going to show up. It's going to come out at some other area of, of your life. And, and that's how the practitioners can just sit back and just watch. We see it happening. We see the train wreck happening even even before the cars and, and the train get into motion. We already see it. Because ego leaks. Mm-hmm. Smart ass leaks. It's, it's hard to put a cap on that and hide that. And conceal that. Wanting to rush through that leak. You can't hide that. It's too many details you don't have. Too much information you don't have to, to be able to qualify, to be qualified enough to hide that, to conceal that. So um, I don't, other than ego, Keona, I don't get it. Other than ego, ego other than greed, um, EO, you might want to respond to that. I, I don't, what is that? What is that need well, to take the cut? To me, it's, it's, it's a Western state of being. It's a mental program that they indoctrinate society with, which one is perceived to believe to be able to control nature. These energies are cosmic. They're not even from around here if we want to keep it real. And we can't control anything. And this is why, if you just want to be old school, this is why there are priests. Because you get a signature that allows you to be recognized by that particular cosmic energy 
that gives you license. There's a reason for that. And even then, the Orisha or any energy can take you away. There have been stories on the underground for many, many decades about people dying, getting made. Hello. Let's not even play these games. You know what I'm saying? So even the priests, when you have these signatures, do not have control. There are many times when I've been at Tambor, as when I was a Yahweh with my godparents, and, as, you know, as an older priest, and Yemaya decides she want to come down to earth. I'm like, ooh, girl, mama is not ready. You understand what I'm saying? We are the conduit for spirit. We have no control. That's a human manly concept. You can't control nature. You can't control the cosmos. You can't control something that's omnipoignant and omnipresent. That's a human concept. That's right. It's very Ooh, I love her. Oh, my God. Can you come on here every day with us? This was, ooh, she broke it down to baby food. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes I feel like uh, I need other people to say it. People get tired of hearing me say it. They think I'm being arrogant. They, They think I'm somehow limiting people's accessibility, you know, into the tradition. No, I'm actually helping my people and particularly African-Americans, get accessibility to these traditions. But like E.I. said, you can't come with no foolishness. That's not even happening. And you're going into these Latino communities, the Hispanic community, the Haitian community, they're not not playing that. They're not playing that. And and, and I'm going to say something else, Baba, and I don't mean to cut you off, but you talk about knowledge. This is why I love you, and I always stay in the background of your shows because you're old school, and you you do your thing. Let me tell you how deep this rabbit hole goes. I remember my godfather telling me a story about an Aleo, a novice who got his hands on knowledge. Knowledge is powerful. It's Ache. It is alchemical principle of Oya, Elenu. Hello. So this person decided, oh, I'm just going to read this, this information and do some of these bowls with these alchemical principles that we call Ifa, which are the cosmic binary codes of the universe, and open up the damn gates. You know he died? Let's not play yeah. games here, people. Yeah. Yeah. So even knowledge, even knowledge is powerful. And if you're not if your Ache is not ready for that knowledge, what there's an old saying in Orisha, what you don't learn in this life you'll learn in the next. And if I'm not if I'm correct, that is an Obatala saying. Okay, your Ori, your consciousness. What you don't learn in this life, you will learn in the next. So you have to even be careful with being a philanthropist of knowledge because it's not just sitting with Egun, it's not just sitting with Orisha, it's not just sitting with your elders. you got to be a philanthropist of knowledge. When I was growing up, we had to actually go to the library. Okay, we didn't have this thing called Google. Yeah. I ran That's by awesome. all of my knowledge. My by my elders, okay, does this course am I able to do A B C and D? But you know what I'm saying? You have to have these conversations because even 
knowledge is powerful and it can take you out. And let's just keep it real. Some people don't know what walks with them. And we all have dark egg wounds who will propel you into having that desire of knowing things your ass is not supposed to know. And it will take you to the next realm. Let's not play games. The veils are very thin, my friends. Absolutely. You you couldn't have said it better. And I agree with Kiana. Uh, why can't you be more present every day on the show? Um, because you because you I want to listen to you, and I love you, and I yeah. want to be in the background, honey. I I want to soak up your ache, your knowledge. You're the elder as well. I'm in the background, boo boo. I'm just I'm listening, and and I send you love. I appreciate it. I do. I do. Well, we're sending but you love right back because this is much needed. Thank you. Thank you, Goddess. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for being here. And please come back. You are welcome. Thank you for allowing me to sit on the line with you beautiful people. But I'm going to put myself on mute. But no, sometimes other elders, and I don't play the eldership card, okay? I stay in the background, but you need to be backed up too. This is not a game. We have things walking on earth right now that have always been walking on earth, but the veils are very, very thin. And let me just say this before I go and put myself on mute. Corona in Spanish means crown. Okay? This is metaphysically deeper than just some biological pathogen. People are not paying attention. You understand what I'm saying? Not only are we awake dealing with Egun in this corona, we are dealing with it when we're in the realm of the dead. Because when you're sleeping, you too are also dead. It's a form of death. And Egun is on the rampage. This is not the time to be playing Harry Potter in this realm. The algorithm of fear and darkness is on fleek because we are going into another paradigm of reality as a collective, hook or crook, whether people like it or not, darkness or light, gray area on the in-between. My friends, all of you people listening to this, y'all need to hold your elders close. You need to listen to their teachings, and you, you need to be studying, and you need to not be out in the streets. Because the great mothers are not happy. And this came down in Odu more than five years in a row. Because we can go there if you want to talk about these Odus that came from the cosmos, about how Yemayano, Yanem, or Batalachango, they're not happy with humanity and what we've been doing. And we're getting our karma. People don't want to hear that. It goes so much deeper. Let me shut my mouth. I love you. And I'm you. I love you. Thank you so much. And this is just the beginning. Know that this shift, this is just the beginning. The life that you, I've said recently, the life that you think you had is over. Everyone has died and been reborn now under a new dispensation, under different conditions than anything that we, we've experienced in the last hundred years, you know, since the Spanish flu epidemic. So um, I, I appreciate uh, Ea for calling in and, and and giving us her her opinion and sharing with us. Uh, that was powerful. I'm not even sure exactly what I can say after that. Okay, I'm welcome. sitting here like I am so grateful that she came on 
because the heaviness needed to be lifted. Yeah, and the truth revealed for what it is. You know, we, we've we've got to walk in our truth. Listen, I'm going to um, move forward, Kiana. Um, I really don't have a whole lot more to say at this point, and uh, I'm getting kind of hungry. So I appreciate each and every one of you for being with us for two hours and 20 minutes today. I look forward to meeting you here again on tomorrow for another edition of Revolutionary Voodoo, New Orleans Voodoo Secrets and Recipes. All is truly and indeed a blessing. Ashe. A dash of cayenne to the root. Gonna put on my Greek grease suit Boil a gumbo Hot and steady Don't care if Freddy ready Gonna pray at that old cemetery Down on Claiborne where she's buried Build a fire on the bayou When a black cat scratch at two Under a full moon that's blue Chant some magic words, Kufaru A dash of cayenne to the roof Gonna put on my Greek grease suit Black top hat, black suit too, single rod that Moses through. I'm gonna get them bones out the graveyard for you. Can't see my eyes, black shades too. A dash of cayenne to the roof, gonna put on my green grease. Black top hat, black suit too, same old ride that Moses threw. I'm gonna get them bones out the graveyard for you, can't see my eyes, black sheets too. Going free at the old cemetery, down on Claiborne where she's buried, a dash of cayenne. To the roof, gonna put on my Greek grease suit. Yeah, black top hat, black suit too. Same old ride that Moses threw. I'm gonna get them bones out the graveyard for you. Can't see my eyes, black sheets too. Gonna pray at that old cemetery. 
down on Claiborne where she's buried A dash of cayenne to the room Gonna put on my Greek, Greek suit 